welcome to another Standing in the Rubble. Um, this time I'm speaking to Andrew Grundell, member part of YCC, um, someone who's been, um, I think it's fair to say, um, stirred by this theme of Standing in the Rubble for, well, certainly a year ago we were praying for seven weeks, walking around um, the walls of Jericho, waiting for them to fall, and I think um, it just resonated with you at that time, Andrew, and then since, and I think before. So welcome. Great to have Thank you on. Good and to I think be here. Some of that um, resonance that you had over the last year actually goes back further than the last year, doesn't it? I think, it, you know, if you um, do you want to talk into a little bit of your family situation and what standing in the rubble has looked like for you for the last few years? Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, I think the the walls of my normality fell down um, in November 2016. And, and I think in just about every aspect of, of our life. So um, I, I ran my own business at that time. And on the Monday morning, my biggest customer went into administration, um, owing me a, a huge sum of money. Um, and two days later on the Wednesday, my 17 year old son who um, has a long-term diagnosis of sort of autistic spectrum and Asperger's. Um, he'd been suffering with mental health issues. He'd been um, suicidal and he was sectioned, uh, you know, just two days after my, my business started to go into trouble. So everything changed and turned upside down um, in the blink of an eye. Um, and that put our income stream, our house, the safety of our son, it, it puts it just turned everything upside down um, in in one in one week. So, and and I, you know, when I think of standing in the rubble, um, I, I think of that moment in time. Of that's the moment in time when when the bomb's gone off or the gas main has blown or whatever, and the house has fallen down around you. And 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 that was for me that that was the moment. So I suppose, you know, if I look at the walls of Jericho, that's the moment that the trumpets blew and the wall fell down. Mm. because the walls of our normality fell out um and we've been journeying since then right <laughs> <laughs> journeying since then um is a very few words to capture an awful lot isn't it so um yeah. so what um because now you know we're um so you've had that journey of what does that look like and so why don't we why don't we look at that a little bit before we move on to the church stuff? Why, um, what's it? How's that changed your relationship with God? Because um, it's a bit of a Job experience what you described there. Um, the the magnitude of it and the suddenness of it, the um, yeah, the scale of it. So what uh, what's Talk to me about how your relationship with God over these last few years as you've navigated that. I, I think, I mean, it's, it's been incredible for my relationship with God. It's been incredible for the family's relationship with God. It has been undeniably, ridiculously difficult and at times hugely traumatic um, because we, we had a number of traumatic events happened 
after that initial you know after the house fell down as it were and, and you think everything's okay there were some other things that, that happened in the following year or 18 months that were very traumatic yeah. um but i th i think the thing is when all the walls of your normality have fallen down um what do you do um and for us we just lent on god you know and and there is there's only a certain amount as a frail fragile human you can do and and there are times when when i think it's important to 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 be big enough to put your hand up and say you know what i can't do this mm. i cannot cope with this and at that point if you're a christian what do you do you you, you just just lean on god and 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 you know it's that's i suppose that's the footsteps in the sand moment um you know people sometimes talk about but i think that, that, that we learned that just to be totally reliant and, and 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 we were and for the last i don't know how long it is now i think probably about two years we've lived by faith so i know what income i have coming in each month and it's less than half of what i need to sit in the same place but i get through every month so you know and that's that's another there's a whole you know more fantastic stories about that but it just comes back to the same thing it, it's about having the humility to to put it down to stop running around in circles trying to deal with it yourself and to give it to god and to submit i, I think submit it to god almost and 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 it's at that point it's at the point you know we had a couple of couple of points where we've just cried out because we've been at the end end of our rope we we've you know you don't know what we're going to do we've no idea so you just cry out to god and then something happens and and something happens that is something that i would never in a thousand years have thought of um so i suppose it's it's strengthened our trust it deepened our trust and 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 there are things now that perhaps most people in my situation will be worrying about uh, and and it's not that i don't worry about them but i worry about them in a different way because i trust that god will steer us through however that looks like and it is never how you imagine it's going to look like mm. in my experience anyway so that um experience like you say that you describe when all your walls fall down like you um you know find ourselves a little bit on now um a year ago we were walking around the auditorium of the gateway praying um for these walls of jericho to fall down for whatever it was god was doing to come and we didn't really know what it was like but we know we knew it would mean that the way we've done things before wouldn't work and we had to do things differently we knew it would mean that um that it was going to be something like we'd never seen before and and then we had this sense that they were falling and then here we are a year on and covid19 and and everything else that's changing um the world the world's in a very different place um again maybe on a on a national scale on a global scale the walls of the house have fallen like we don't know where our boundaries are anymore we don't know where the edges are anymore we don't know we don't know what the rules are anymore um how how has this been for you to see in some ways what happened for you on a very personal level happening to the world 
Um, interesting. Uh, the the I mean, one of the questions that that everybody was asking as we sort of early on in lockdown was, you know, how's this affecting you? How's this affecting you? And and I used to sit in some of these Zoom calls, group Zoom calls that I was having with some people that I was working with as well. It hasn't made much difference to me. You, you know, it, it it hasn't had much of an effect mm. to me. And and I and I still sort of feel that. And and actually, I, in some ways, I think I'm really lucky. Um, you know, I don't feel necessarily always lucky to have gone through the experiences that we went through um, because they were very traumatic. But I feel I feel blessed that that for whatever reason, God has, in His infinite wisdom, decided to give us a set of experiences that I think are ahead of the curve to to that which most people are now experiencing. Mm. So, when all your walls of normality, your 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 shops, your ability to to plan for a holiday or do this that and the other, fall down, and, and and you don't know what your your I suppose socially economic landscape looks like um it's confusing and, and and we've we've been there so that's i suppose i suppose that's the thing for me i, I feel i feel really lucky because i can look back and, and and as i look back into my past it's where people i think are now in in their in their journey and the walls have fallen down and the dust has not yet settled Mm. And whilst there's still dust in the air and piles of rubble on the floor, everything is going to look confusing. And if you try and walk, you're likely to stumble over bits of rubble. So, and that's where I think we are at the moment. I think that's where the world is at the moment. I think most of the walls are down. There's some bits still to fall. Um, and there's piles of rubble that if you try and do something, you're going to stumble over bits of rubble. Mm. And, and, I mean, we learned through, I learned through my journey, the power of pause and, and, and the, the benefit of, of trust and relying on God and God's timing, which is never our timing, um, you know. But when you have no idea where all your boundaries are, um, just take stock, breathe deep, trust, pause and, and, and wait for the dust to settle and then we can start moving forward it's really interesting because i think there is a it's really easy to kind of get swept up in the in the pace of change that's going on at the moment um you know one day we're trying to figure out what's going on with covid19 and what's the escalation and what's our government doing and are they on top of it are they not on top of it have they got this sorted if they're not are they making mistakes are they trying to cover themselves are they oh now now what about Dominic Cummings and then and then it's like okay now they're easing lockdown and is that because they're trying to cover something up or is it because it's the right time or is it too early and are we and now what about schools and and then at the same time then suddenly you've got on the other side of the world um George Floyd happening and then Black Lives Matter and then that's over here and then and then they're pulling statues down in Bristol and the and and, and you know attacking statues in in london and and it's like the pace of everything sometimes i think it's really easy to kind of get sucked in and feel like we have to have an opinion on everything we have to be up to speed with everything we have to know everything we have to be on top of everything and um one of the things i've been reflecting just the last couple of days is you know you don't actually have to have an opinion on everything you don't actually have to be on top of everything like some of this stuff will happen whether you have an opinion on it or not like some of this stuff Actually, the most important thing is 
to take that deep breath, to, um, to center yourself in Christ, to breathe, to, to know who you are in him first and foremost. And then from that place, then we can look at the landscape. Then we can figure out what's happening and what's going on and where, where to step foot next. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's one of the things I've been observing, but, uh, and that sounds to me to be something similar to what you're saying that will just pause, breathe, take it in. Don't, don't get swept up in the, in the pace of things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, it's very easy to get swept up in, in the pace of things. And, and, you know, I don't look at the news that often. Um, you know, you know, I've turned all the news feeds on, on my phone off and, and I, I, I just look at the news and, and scroll through, you know, maybe once a day, but I, I don't keep up with it all the time. And, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll deliver And there's a couple of news feeds that I use that are quite reflective that, that are, that, that one of them in particular terms itself as slow news. It, it looks at an issue and it assesses it for a while and, and then it'll do a report, you know, with, in some depth from lots of different angles and 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 i quite like that quite like that approach but going back to the you know that i've been wondering over the last few days if the pace of things means that things are still falling mm. and, and and i'm i'm not i'm not sure about that but that's just just what i wonder but the other thing that i think about for me if i think about standing in the rubble from a sort of a, a spiritual point of view right i have to have to look at what that is physically and compare the two and I, I tend to look at photographs of like London in the Blitz that, that's always a good one for me and when you look at these photographs of London in the Blitz you know you will see that there, there's big piles of rubble but there'll be there'll be a corner of a house still stood but you know that before they they've got to knock that down that house even though that one wall is stood that house will need to become rubble before they can move on right the rubble will have to be cleared and you'll you'll clear it from the outside in and as you clear rubble and you know i've, I've worked on, on building sites back in you know my impetuous youth um there's always a, a bit of a wall it may be a chunk sort of a meter square but there's a chunk that has fallen that's still all stuck together and and that'll need to be broken up before the site is cleared before you can rebuild right. so there's 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 a i i think it's very easy to get caught up in the in the pace of things and i think that is is something that we should not be doing you know we, we need to be aware of what's going on we need to be looking at these things but but the i suppose our, our human want and desire is to try and put things right quickly and and, and, and a lot of people are talking getting back to normal and getting back to the, the new normal well if all you if the walls are falling down you have to rebuild and if god in his infinite wisdom has decided to bring all the walls down do you think he wants us to rebuild them just like they were right in general when we get around to rebuilding we're going to want to rebuild something new we you know we've been asking for the new saying we want the new we want the more so and part of that is is the walls fall down we, we then clear clear the ground we then need to build our foundations and then we can build the new and, and it's 
it's a process that will take a little while i think mm. yeah i think i think you're right and i think there's some wisdom in that in kind of um i i do think things are still falling i don't think i don't think this is necessarily necessarily done yet i think things are still falling but also i'm kind of struck by that image of you know there's part of a house still standing or there's um there's a club of uh, of bricks or whatever that are still stuck together and um and as you talk about that i just wondered about um you know our instinct is to cling on to what we can cling on to isn't it that's the um when everything's shaking our instinct is to cling on to what and all the things we can cling on to and actually it seems to me that what you're saying is um um don't it's going to have to come down it's all going to have to come down um so you can so we can build the new um the the challenge isn't to cling on to what we can cling on to the challenge is to allow the um yeah maybe to examine our souls and what are the things we're trying to cling on to that we need to not be clinging on to what are the things that we're trying to preserve that we need to not preserve um and what do we need to let fall um or even knock over and (laughs) and break down um so that we can fully step into the new that God has for us. Yeah, I mean, when, when you know, we, we talk about, you know, statues falling over um, and, and, you know, George Floyd and, and Black Lives Matter. And, and one of the stories that, that somebody sent me um, probably a couple of days after the George Floyd thing that I found really interesting, it was sent to me actually by a black activist in the States. Um, and it's a story of Tony Timber. Um, and this is August 2016 in Dallas. And um, he found himself in a situation he needed assistance. Uh, police were called. Three police officers arrived. Um, long story short, Tony ended up face down on the grass, on the verge, um, hands cuffed behind his back. Um, one officer with a knee on the back of his neck he was struggling he said he was out of breath um things went on an ambulance was called um and there's you know after a legal battle um the body cam footage from the officers has been released and there's there's a there's a frame there and you see tony timber being wheeled towards the ambulance on a stretcher and one of the officers said you know gee i hope i didn't just kill that guy and then a couple of minutes later, there's, there's body camera footage of a, an officer going into the back of the ambulance and talking to the, the medic there and, you know, inquiring about how, how Tony was. And, and the medic just says, him, that guy, he's dead. He's dead. So, you know, it, it's about a 16 minute um, thing. And, you know, we can instantly draw huge parallels to mm. George Floyd, you know, arrested, forced to the ground, knee on the back of the neck. But the thing is, Tony Timber was a 32 year old white Mercedes driving guy. You know, this is not a black lives matter. He, he, he was a diagnosed schizophrenic. So, and, and I see that as, you know, I don't want to take away from the, the black lives matter campaign. But I see that there's a wall of injustice there that is not related to Black Lives Matter. 
that has not yet fallen down. And that's how I see it. You know, Black Lives Matter is a huge wall of injustice that has fallen to, that hopefully means that, that racism will start to fall to rubble and, and be turned into dust. But there are so many more areas of injustice that we still need to look at. And, and if we are going to step into the new and if we are going to move forward, then all of these walls of injustice, as I, as I think of them, mm. need to come down. Um, and there's a lot of them. Mm. When you start digging, there's a lot of them. Yeah. So I don't know if that's helpful or not. Really. No, well, so then what's the posture of the church? Like how, do we, how do we, as a church, step into the new? Um, how do we um, how do we respond? How do we position ourselves? How do we adjust? How do we, so we can be part of the creation and innovation of the of the new? I th I think we for me we we facilitate in a loving non judgmental manner, and we do you, you know we we tackle injustices as we see them wherever we see them and and i think we need to tackle injustices um with generosity um and and yeah you know, that's 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 probably very difficult and and and, it, and you know there's some difficult conversations there because all of a sudden you you need to be a very broad church or, or a group of churches with with huge breadth to be able to cover all of those areas but whilst ever you know whilst ever those injustices are standing as christians surely we should be doing something about them mm. and you speak there about you know you mentioned some key words really that resonate with those at ycc around um around love around justice um around inclusivity um, and around generosity, that these are some of the um, postures that we need to take. We need to be generous people. We need to be people who love. We need to be people who, um, who are inclusive and broad and um, make space for the um, people that are of justice. You know, and I think our, our justice vision statement talks about meeting the needs, um, meeting those people who are suffering injustice, but also challenging the systems that, create that injustice um and and living lives of justice as well and um yeah and i think i do think there's increasing opportunities for us to step into the different aspects of those obviously there's more people suffering but also the systems are probably more exposed than they have been in a long time yeah i i, I think they are and a lot of a lot of traditional systems or solutions to, to some of these things you know you look at look at poverty and care and, and so on and so forth at the moment the lockdown quite simply don't work you know a lot of things just quite simply do not work yeah so that that's uh, and and you know that is a fantastic opportunity because you know you and i know that a lot of stuff around social care and stuff for the homeless and 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 you know stuff for learning disabilities and so on and so forth has not worked for a long period of time um, and and if now that's highlighted and it's brought to the surface and, and everybody knows it doesn't work because it can't work because of, of the lockdown that gives us an opportunity to look at it and find solutions that do work and find 
other ways of of doing things and you know and we have you know we have seen that there's you know there's been a, a terrific take up in online stuff for mental health um and, and stuff that you know i know i i had some some documents to do with my son's case and, and for you know the from the local authority and they've always said you know we have to post this out and they'd always invariably post something out to me second class on a friday so by the time i actually was able to sit down and read it it'd be tuesday and now for some bizarre reason my local authority i live just over the border from you have decided that they can't post things out because of it, it's not safe so they're now emailing everything right. which is they make a decision they do something they email it i get it within two hours i can i can respond it's there it's great so that's just a small step but that's a it's a huge step and it's a helpful step so i think there's going to be hundreds of thousands millions of little things like that that we can look at um and dig into on a practical level um mm. as church yeah great thank you so much and so the last question i want to ask you is is there a verse um that is just resonating for you at the moment um a scripture that maybe that sits with you um that you were able to share with us i think the one if i've got to pick one really the, the thing for me is the house built on sand and the house built on rock and and we're not there yet we're not at the rebuilding stage but i think it's important as we as we think towards that and a lot of people are thinking and, and, and wanting to rebuild and i don't think that we're quite at the rebuilding stage yet because i still think that there's stuff falling but actually the importance is where do you put your foundations so if we're going to rebuild before we rebuild we need to think where we put our foundations mm. and what our foundations are on and i think that is so very important and and i just want to link into a personal story you know after i put my business into administration i had i had three opportunities to basically do almost exactly the same thing one i picked up and i ran with it with a period of time and i knew it just wasn't right and um one of them i turned down before that one because i knew it wasn't right and, and the third one came to me the back end of last year and and i could have picked it up and i could have run with it but i just knew it wasn't right it wasn't the foundation that god wanted for me so it it, it financially hurt me short term to say no i can't do that but actually when i look at where we are now with coronavirus that that, that you know wasn't obviously on anybody's horizon i knew that was the right thing and and what i decided to do where i started going was was where i felt was the right thing because it was the right foundation right it wasn't going to be the easiest house to build it wasn't going to be the quickest house to build it it, it didn't look like the right one but it, that was the right foundation so that was and i think that at the moment is probably the most important thing for us yeah great thank you so much um really um yeah really helpful insight and thank you so much for sharing your story um with us as well really appreciate it uh, thank yeah you. thank you